Hello and welcome to Frasier. I hardly know her. The Frasier, the Frasier podcast, where we talk all things Frasier, Niles, Daphne, Roz. We get into some Eddie. Don't worry. We're going through every single Frasier movie, OVA, manga, <laughs> anime series. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Frasier's lasting effects. Frasier tackles themes such as the military industrial complex. Child using soldiers. Using children in war. <laughs> having um, poor relationships with your parents. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey, now. Robots. Robots, um, chairs, uh, comfortable planets, comfortable chairs, space stations. Frasier, it doesn't take place in Seattle. It takes place on side two. It takes place on. Frasier's a new type, right? Oh, that's a good question. I actually think that okay. So if we're gonna, let's just jump right okay. into it here. We can introduce ourselves jump later. Jump right into it. Fucking the yeah, most yeah. likely person to be a new type in this show is Daphne. You saw in episode one the pilot. Yes, actually, wait. She, <laughs> Daphne has some canon canonical new type behavior in uh-huh. season one, episode one, uh-huh. where um she uh factually states that um. Uh, Frazier's dad uh, was a police officer, but then also she unfactually states, um, what does she do? She says some lies later on. Well, she unfactually um, states she got her wires crossed and she thought that Frazier was a florist, but she redeems oh, herself when she says Eddie is a dog. Oh, <laughs> that's some new type behavior. That I could hear that coming out of Camille's mouth right now. If he saw yeah. a dog, he would almost immediately be able to predict the species of the animal um just like daphne Mm -hmm. um anyway i'm simon oh that's simon and i'm michael hey hey and simon i'm listening i'm listening hey simon i'm listening is that what they say in the Frasier show? Yeah, that's what he says. He goes like, so this He's is what like, happens. Oh, hey, yeah, hey. yeah, wait, wait, Michael, Michael, <laughs> Michael. Uh-huh. I'm listening. Yeah, so, uh, Frasier, uh, I just want to talk to you about my son. Uh, my son's, uh, he's into Minecraft, and, uh, Frasier... Uh, oh, uh, what is, what is Minecraft? Is that some sort of opera? Or per... Perhaps, uh, coffee? What is Minecraft? My brother Niles just got back from a boat ride on the River Nile. And ironically enough, and they were talking all about ancient technologies that were used to mine and craft. Has your son introduced himself in academia like I have? That was really good. I hate my wife, Maris. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, that was. Do you want to 
Welcome to episode one. You want to do a Frasier? Uh, huh? Do you want? Uh, do you, you want to do a Frasier bit before we start? Like, like me as Frasier. Yeah, I just um, felt like I got the fun part of that because all you got to say is like your your son was like a fan of Minecraft or some shit. But like, I can, <laughs> I. You see, the, this the is the best improv. Um, <laughs> the best improv we've ever done. <laughs> My son is yeah, in the yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. I just. <laughs> Why so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It really like I think the simplicity just allowed the ball to roll and at an uncontrollable speed. Um, and it was just I felt like a new type right there because this is still a Gundam podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, would you mind kind of saying the premise of today's episode, Michael? So, as you know, because you're a longtime listener, I'm talking to you, the listener, the person who's listening to this. You've listened to the show before, and inevitably... You've left a review. (laughs) Yes. Um, You've heard us speak on Frasier. And uh, I was going to ask Simon this. I don't know why uh, Frasier has come up so frequently on the podcast, but uh, there's a undertone throughout many of our episodes um, with our love of the Frasier franchise, the character of Frasier, Niles, Eddie... (laughs) Daphne, Ross. Daphne, yeah. <laughs> Martin. The whole crew, the whole crew. We love them. And so we thought in between uh, Shark's Counterattack and War in the Pocket was the perfect time for us to talk a little bit about our main man, Frasier. So that's what we're doing. So uh, Simon and I both watched today the uh, pilot episode, even though it's not, I don't think it was necessarily a pilot, but the, the first episode. Mm-mm of Frasier. They greenlit eight seasons right off the bat. Kelsey managed... I actually uh, actually have a... I've watched two uh, mini documentaries about Frasier's uh, creation uh, while I was working today. I know. And uh, you're not far (laughs) off. They did greenlight Frasier immediately. Um, So anyway, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into Frasier. We're going to talk about the first episode. um, And we're going to find ways to relate it to mobile suit Gundam mobile suit mm-hmm. Frasier. Um, yeah. So the, the first thing I want to say, Frasier came out in 1993, which in the Gundam okay. universe in the Gundam release order. So we're jumping the gun a little bit here. And, uh, in mm-hmm. 1993, that places it between Stardust memory, the, uh, Gundam OVA and victory Gundam. So we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit, uh, as far as the release order, of Gundam versus Frasier, but similar-ish um, time, five-year span between this and War in the Pocket, the series that we're watching concurrently to Frasier. <laughs> um, Frasier, as you know, Simon, you you probably know this, but maybe you don't. The character of Frasier Crane was originally in the very popular TV show Cheers. Uh, he was a main yeah. character in Cheers, uh, and then as cheers was winding down and they were getting ready to end it um kelsey Grammer, who plays fraser pitched to the studio that he wanted to have uh like his own show where he's the main character what if what if we make it all about me yeah what if we make it all about me here's the thing so him and then the original creators of cheers they came up with this wild idea um where it's a new show but a new character not named Frasier and he gets he's like a, a mogul he's like a big wig 
and he gets in a motorcycle okay. accident. You know how Frazier... Oh, no. Frazier looks like a guy who would ride a motorcycle. Oh, absolutely. I've seen this man out on a hog um, many a times. Uh, he's just as at home on the open road as an opera. That's what I, that's what I love about Frazier. <laughs> so their pitch was that he's a man who gets in a motorcycle accident and then he has to run okay. his business. So he's a, he's a bad motorcycle driver. Yeah. Okay. Then, then he has to run his like mini businesses from his Manhattan apartment. And he has like a Latino like maid who helps him like run his business. That was their pitch for Is Kelsey Grammer still playing this 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 motherfucker that That's like that... fell off his motorcycle? <laughs> yeah. That 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 was the okay. pitch. And so like Do you think they had to tell Kelsey like, hey, like this is nothing against you because like I mean, like Kelsey Grammer's like coming at you like telling you just all of these fantasies that he has about like all of these montages of him mm -hmm. riding a motorcycle prior to the accident because you know that's what the pilot would be all about it would be like him like jumping over the Grand Canyon and like I don't know doing like a backflip or something on his motorcycle but they just couldn't like bring themselves to tell, tell Kelsey that like that's not really the aura that he presents, especially no. coming off of Cheers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they, they pitched this to Paramount, and uh, Paramount apparently immediately said, no, what you're going to make is Frasier. Like, just make a show with Frasier. Oh. That's what we'll let you do. And so they then yeah. left, and then they came back with their pitch for Frasier. And apparently the meeting to, mm -hmm. to set up the idea of Frasier was 10 minutes long, and it took Paramount 10 minutes to green light what we know as uh, Frasier. Um, and so during this meeting, they, uh, <laughs> well, okay. Part of the reason why I brought up the uh, the Latina maid or like assistant, that was like their, their language that they used is because yeah. during this documentary, every time they talked about casting, they were like, and then we were going to cast this like, um asian actress uh, as um as daphne and then the the studio was like why don't you just do this white character and they were like oh yeah it's a great idea they were like and then we're gonna use like uh you know like maybe like a spanish person for ross and they're like what about this actress <laughs> and it was and a great that's how Frasier got whitewashed <laughs> yeah it was a great insight into how quickly the studios like eliminated any uh any sort any of representation <laughs> exactly Frasier they like I'm the most fucking white bread dog in the whole world like <laughs> like Frasier's dad looks like your grandpa I don't care who you are or what your background is like everyone has a grandpa that looks like Frasier's dad yeah. But so 10 I, minutes, huh? Do you think mm -hmm. they, like, really had to, like, use the bathroom or something like that? Yeah, I heard that Kelsey Grammer uh, sharded 10 minutes in. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer just tooted really bad, <laughs> and they needed to clear the room. And they're like, fine, mm -hmm. fine, we'll let you do your weird little <laughs> motorcycle thing. No, no, no. On oh, Kelsey Grammer, we're not doing the motorcycle thing anymore. And they're like, well, do whatever the fuck you want. Just, like, we everybody loves your idea kelsey and now we have fucking how many seasons of this shit a lot of seasons 
fucking wait, wait. Okay, I just I'm the Hulu. I'm sorry. I live in a I live in a fucking bachelor pad, so I just was able to rip out my PS4 super quickly. We got 11 seasons, 24 eps each, baby. 11 times 24, 240 plus 24 is 264. It's a lot of eps. That's like wait, yeah. That's that's a minute. That's a minute. Um, Anyways. So, so what during you, what else you learn in these uh Fraser docs? Yeah, so uh during the like casting section, apparently and during this like meet these like first initial meetings with the studio, they um as the studio was yeah. like, you don't uh we don't want any diversity in the show. Like, how about this white person and this white person? No, 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 no. <laughs> Apparently, everyone, all of the main actors except for Roz, were all, like, pre-approved to be the actor. So kind of like how when you're writing a screenplay, you write for a person. You're like, this is written for Tom Cruise. And then you're like, we might not get Tom right. Cruise. But then apparently they wrote for Martin and Niles and for Daphne. And they were able to, they were pre-approved to get those uh, actors without doing any additions. And they were able to actually get all of those actors to play the parts, which is kind of rare, I guess. Because a lot of times... You, Holy shit, yeah. You just like, mind. <laughs> yeah, they just like smashed it. One every single time. So Frasier is like the perfect show. It's like the platonic mm -hmm. ideal of a television series. Because I mean, like... This is my thesis statement. reading yeah. it... Yeah, every single actor saw the script and was just like, I was like, this was meant for me. Like Kelsey did such a great job on the very first time and there is no need for any edits. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So wow. the only actor that they had to do auditions for was for Roz, uh, who actually happens to be, I think, my favorite actor um, in the series. I think that yeah. um, the actor who plays Roz does a really good job. But the out of the main cast, the only other part that they had to audition for was Eddie. And apparently they auditioned three dogs and one orangutan to play Eddie. Oh, the monkey butler would have been really good, though. <laughs> but so I was watching the documentary uh, on the making of Frasier. And apparently um, out of the cast, Eddie was actually like the most difficult to work with. Like... Apparently, Eddie was, like, a really cold dog that didn't want to, like, socialize or, like, be friends with any of the people because uh, he only actually cared for his, like, owner, his handler. So Martin, uh, the actor who played Martin, was talking about, like, yeah, like, Eddie was, a, like, a fine dog to work with, but, like, he never showed us any love or affection. He was just, like, there to do his job. That definitely and, like, his trailer. comes through in the TV show, I think. Like, Eddie <laughs> is a very... I feel like Eddie could have been played by, like, any dog. Like, it could have just been, like, the director's, like, nephew's dog or some shit that just happened to, like, wander on the screen one day. I do think but... it is a good job, though. Like, the movement of Eddie, like, you can tell, like, it's doing... The dog is doing, yeah. like, what it's supposed to. Whereas, like, I mean, if I, like, my dog... Upon learning that, though, I think mm -hmm. every... Yeah, every time I see Eddie, I'm just going to, like, kind of be, like, he's going to be, he's looking at his owner yeah. just off screen on every single shot. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm pretty, that's, like, pretty much what they said. And I actually heard that Eddie got canceled. Like, Eddie had some, like, old tweets that weren't good. Like, really bad stuff. Oh. Eddie was, like, 
a really early adopt. He was a 9-11 denier. <laughs> Which is like it's like it's like the like the the brunt of the show like came out like pre-9-11. Yeah. But I don't know. That's why I don't know. And you can see it in the later episodes. Like people don't yeah. really like working with him, you know what I'm saying? But Yeah. I mean I it's like one, it's one of those things where it's like do you separate the art from the artist? Well, he did of? know better, you know, yeah. like, he, I don't know, like, you have to read a room, and, like, he was, like, told after, and he just, like, it was so, so unwilling to come around mm-hmm. to any other point of view, but, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know, what's Eddie doing now? Uh, Eddie was on the Joe Rogan podcast recently, um, oh. yeah, he's, Eddie... like, really into NFTs. Yeah, actually, I heard that Eddie was at, like, the insurrection at the White House. Like, there's some pretty grainy, like, cell phone footage of Eddie, like, attacking some, like, capital security at the at the Capitol. So, I mean, pretty yeah. complicated stuff. It, like, makes it hard. Eddie, Eddie sent, Eddie sent, like, right after the stuff at the Capitol went down, Eddie sent a picture of his penis to Nancy Pelosi. Did you see that? Which is, like, which is weird because his penis is visible in, like, a, a good chunk of his screen time in Frasier. Yeah, but, I mean... I don't know, just, like, just adding was... to the list of celebrity celebrity dick pics, but... Well, like, that's um, the thing about, like, that's, like, part of the, I don't know, it's really too the bad. meta. That's, like, the, the meta narrative of Frasier. It's, like, you never see, like, they always talk about Maris. Oh. And, like, that's, like, the meta thing. The meta yeah. joke is that you never see Maris. The other meta joke is that you always see Eddie's erect penis. That's a big part of Eddie's the show. Erect. But they don't talk about I, it. Do you, and I get... Damn. I'm, like, now that you kind of brought up some of the... Because th- there's a couple things where, like, in Frasier, where they kind of... they uh the characters exist in the show without ever being cast, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess it was easy to cast because there's a, a bunch of characters in the show that just have no, um, screen time whatsoever, Mm -hmm. I guess, including, um, Frasier's son and, um, all sorts of stuff, but not to, not to change the subject off of Eddie's penis. I I just don't really (laughs) want to talk about a dog's penis anymore. You know what? Completely honest. I think I think it's a good idea. I think we should talk. My windows are down, and like I think my neighbors are home. What was that, Simon? My windows are down, and my neighbors are home, and I I just don't want to. They already heard me watching Frasier, so I think that they're kind of they're kind of ready to (laughs) ready to pounce. Can I tell Um, you that um, something I regret? There's there's a funny thing in my apartment building, which is uh, I can't really hear my neighbors that well, but if you're out in the hallway, you can hear what people are listening to. And I got really self-conscious that yeah. people were going to be like, why is he, why is that man in there watching Frasier episode one, like, so loudly? He looks like a regular dude. Like, I saw him around, and we had a conversation the other day, and he seemed like a regular dude, but this guy just chain smokes Frasier season one. <laughs> At, the, like, 4 o'clock in the goddamn afternoon. Like, I think he's still clocked in. And this is just, yeah. like, his come down or something. Like, well, the, the also the, the other honestly, weird thing, I, The other weird thing is that, like, when I see people in the hallway, they're like, hey, how's it going? And I just, I just say, yeah. I'm listening. That's actually, like, you're really holding space for them, though. Yeah. Like, it's like... You're always talking about how you're listening, but, like, mm-hmm. are they talking? You know, like, the ball's in their court. And 
I don't so, know. Maybe you can set up some sort of like you know how you can set up like a maybe you can drop a little walkie-talkie um, in each of their mailboxes and set up a little uh, freezer shit situation uh, with me and all my best friends um, where you kind of just talk them through their woes. So you can do that. That's a service you can provide for your apartment building. Um, I don't uh, know. I thought we could uh, talk a little bit about this uh, first episode. So I actually thought that. Frasier season one episode one opens up in a really well-written scene where uh Frasier our character yes. from Cheers uh who Frasier Crane same character same name same actor who was yep. a psychiatrist in Boston he has now moved to Seattle mm-hmm. back to his hometown where his brother and his dad live and he is now a like a radio psychiatrist radio I don't like counselor. I guess I'm not really sure what. Yeah, the, he's what just the like a yeah, yeah, like a Delilah. He's type. helping people with like I mean a, a whole plethora of problems. I'd say that the 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 main purpose of his help is honestly so Fraser can just like flaunt his intellect and you know make mm-hmm. uh his clients the punchline of his jokes, which I I I think that he does a really bad job personally. Um in how he helps out but it kind of it's kind of like a cold open a little bit Mm because you don't know what's going on you don't know who this lovely actress is in the room next to him um and what is the what's the problem that the first guy has again he like um is just really depressed or something yeah so what they do is they use the caller's problem where the caller's talking about feeling like dissociative and feeling depressed and they use that as a way to allow Frazier to uh talk about himself and talk about uh basically set up the whole premise of the show within a three which is minute really scene. clever actually from like yeah. a writing standpoint no super clever i think i was thinking a lot about about the writing because i watched the behind the scenes documentary but the idea that like you could watch that show and know what it is within three minutes um, is is really cool because like yeah in the first three minutes he just is kind of explaining within the context of the show the purpose of the show uh which i thought yeah was really exactly. clever um but we're also introduced to a new character here uh who is uh fraser's producer roz and roz is kind of like uh the foil to uh fraser mm-hmm. so fraser total uh, clown Simon, can you describe Frasier to our listeners? Yeah, so, like, Frasier is a intellect, okay? And he loves talking about it. He's extremely full of himself um, because he sees himself as very learned. He is a psychiatrist. He's Dr. Frasier Crane, so he's had a, quite an extensive educational background, um and in this first scene i think he's he's very egotistical because the first thing that he tells or he asks roz is he's like how is the show how is everything frazier loves to know how he is presented to everybody else and if it is anything less than perfect frazier finds a problem with the critique rather than Mm -hmm. his own behavior which is kind of i mean if you've seen if you're a frazier head like us the whole um premise of the series is kind of him coming to terms with you know being human and able to kind of accept his faults and (laughs) no spoilers but 
Um, he's thrown a little bit of a curveball at his uh, a little bit later in this episode. Um, that requires him to kind of uh, swallow a bit of his pride and you know become a little bit more human, a little bit more empathetic. Uh, but right off the bat, Frazier is a naturally a just egotistical doctor um, that loves talking about himself, loves talking about fancy things like uh, like complicated coffee drinks and books and piano music and wines and art and curtains, furniture. sofas, designers, furniture. Mm -hmm. Thank mm -hmm. you, Michael, for saving me there. Architecture, <laughs> probably. Seattle, mm -hmm. his wife, his ex-wife, ex his kid. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. So he's, he also has an ex-wife, and he's definitely like, oh, my ex is crazy. Like, he's mm -hmm. definitely one of those guys. But he also has a son. Um, and I think that Frazier is, this is, uh, sorry to inject a little bit of my personal, personal anecdote. I think Frazier's a bad dad. <laughs> um, because he moved he across the country from his son. <laughs> he moves across the country and his son isn't even cast in the damn show. Um, his son, his son ends up but, in one of the seasons. I know, uh, he comes and goes, but not right, very frequently, right. but anyway, so son is yeah. a corporeal body, but yeah. So Frazier is yeah. Simon just described Frazier and Roz serves as kind of a foil, kind of like uh, in Cheers. You had Roz, all... Roz calls him on a shit. You know exactly. Yeah. Uh, excuse my crass language here, but uh, Roz is a bit of a ball buster. Oh man. Oh Michael. Oh, I love it when you say ball buster for the viewers. <laughs> um. Michael, uh, I have a little punch card that Michael gave me, and it's called the yep. Ballbuster punch card. Uh -huh. um, and I can use it only ten times in the calendar year. I'm mm. already on seven, and it's June. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saving those <laughs> final three. I think for uh, when I have the family in town for Christmas. Um, but yeah, Ross, uh, to the very least, busts um, busts Frazier's balls wide open. Oh yeah, um, they're Fra everywhere. Yeah, big ballbuster. Um, and that's why I love Ross. So we we uh cut from this scene. Oh, and Frazier does this great thing with in between each scene there's a little uh title card with uh, a little phrase or Plain text or um mm -hmm. just a couple words to describe the scene. Great stuff. I love it. Sometimes it's very witty, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, sometimes it's the best joke in the whole show. Um yeah. but we we move to a uh, a Starbucks like coffee shop in seattle where fraser is approached by hit by his brother uh niles uh who informs them that their father martin a retired police officer uh acab uh injured was injured in the line of duty he can, he can no longer live by himself uh in hopes of in hopes of renewing their father-son relationship <laughs> my Frazier... favorite part of the show is when fraser's dad recounts the story about him getting shot i love that <laughs> <laughs> Frazier offers to take his father in. Um, so in this scene, we're introduced to Niles, uh, and we get some of that classic Niles Frazier banter. And this is where I was struck with like, this oh. is what the show is. This is like the first scene is selling you on the premise. The second scene is showing you mm -hmm. really what the show is. Like this is its bread and butter. It's two guys. It's the battle of the minds. Oh, it's they're. They're flaunting their fucking PhDs and their fucking 
wisdom. Oh, they're man. shooting the shit, but it's like if the shit was fucking like carved on the Library of Alexandria, they just are able to pull every single reference from every other hoity-toity smart guy um, subject that there is mm-hmm. out there. Um, but uh, Niles kind of um, uh, lets Fraser in on some tough news. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough, uh, a tough scene there, but. What did you think of the character Niles? Like, what's your opinion of Niles as a character? And are, are you more Niles of a Niles? Are you more of a Niles is, guy or more of a Frasier fan? If I'm to describe Niles in one word, I'd say that he is a bottom. Um, <laughs> and the reason I say this is Niles looks like a little twink fella who is just so scared of everything, almost like a dog in between his legs. Um, I think that Niles gets confronted by some tough guys uh, several times throughout the course of the series, and he almost mm-hmm. always immediately backs down. Mm-hmm. But he actually, he's a like, on a real note, like, him and Niles have... What's that? He's a virgin. He's a beta. He's a virgin. Nile, Niles is a beta. Holy fucking shit. A beta if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Niles' wife... So, like, <laughs> Niles' whole shtick is, like, his wife just tosses him the fuck around... And mm. Niles loves this stuff. Niles, Niles eats it up off the fucking floor with his wife. And he, I mean, there's like this, there's this um, feeling that, you know, Frazier is kind of envious of Niles' career because Niles is like a real psychiatrist. Like, he like actually like has clients and he like talks to people. Mm-hmm. But Frazier is more well known because he is, you know, on the radio. So they kind of, have this give and take on they're they're very always button heads with success um success is uh very prominent in the crane household but niles is a virgin is what i think i'm trying to say yeah definitely so like um remember when twilight was really big and like there were like people who were like stands for edward or like simping for jacob or like jacob Yeah. yeah the other gentleman and like yeah. what about like I'm trying to think of like a good alliterative way of being like you're either a Frasier fan or like a Niles. Niles. You either like you either No, it's like it's like you're settling for comfort with Niles. You know, like mm-hmm. Niles is never gonna let you down, but he's never gonna push you either. You're you're mm-hmm. an, you're in a safe so are, you, space. Are, you trying to, are you trying to make a little alliteration um yeah right I, want, now? I, want, I want like a little alliteration with niles like a niles you're in niles okay, nancy um, sometimes when i have to and niles nancy sometimes no. when i have to think of like um clever words i imagine mm-hmm. that there's a firearm puts in my head mm-hmm. um so do you mind if we uh enter that mind state real quick yeah let's do it uh, oh god um he's a niles Nancy. He's a Niles. <laughs> Niles. Narc. <laughs> You're a Niles narc. You're either a Frasier fuckboy or a Niles narcotic officer. Choose your team. <laughs> I'd rather, be a fra- in. I'd rather be a Frasier fuckboy than, like, fucking... I want to be a Frasier fuckboy, too. The thing is, like, Frasier fucks. Like, we don't mm-hmm. think... Like, I don't think Niles fucks. No. But... But Niles does fuck Daphne at some point. 
Dude, spoilers. Actually, I think Daphne fucks Niles. Yeah, I, I, I said this before. <laughs> Daphne pegs Niles in one of the episode, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, uh, dude, Niles... Okay, I don't want to dive into Niles, because that's between him and God. But it, I'm looking at the full cast now. The splash screen has has changed, um, showing both Daphne, Niles, Frasier, Frasier's dad... Um, and I, um, cannot help but see Niles in a compromising position sexually, mm -hmm. consensually, yeah. um, of course, but, uh, definitely is into more of a, um, uh, likes to be on the other side of the power dynamic, you know what I mean? Um, definitely. but moving forward, sorry to paint Niles in that colors, um, uh, moving forward, uh, Martin, uh, ACAB, moves into Frasier's apartment, ACAB. but Frasier is appalled when Martin brings in his uh recliner uh and his terrier his dog who we've talked Doesn't about quite a bit at all eddie um both which greatly upset frazier sometimes afterward uh niles and his wife maris offer offer to help frazier and take care of martin by jointly paying for a health care provider um that's when we meet daphne moon who is canonically the new type of the show who's an eccentric um, caretaker from Manchester, England, who claim, claims to be a bit of a psychic. Again, British. new type ability. Exactly. Uh, much to Frasier's displeasure, mm -hmm. uh, Martin uh, approves Daphne as the only uh, healthcare provider which he was willing to work with. So this leads to an argument between Martin and ends with Frasier, walking out of the apartment as he's very upset about Martin's choice. A little bit of an emotional scene, if I may say so. But also, like, a really funny scene. I actually thought, um... So one of my favorite parts is when he... Martin says, like, oh, well, Niles is going to leave the apartment, and Niles goes, oh, Dad, did you tell Frazier about Eddie? And Niles is being a bit of a, um... He's being a bit of a dick here. And he's like, he knows that Frazier doesn't want this dog in yeah. his house. And he's like being like, hey, dad, do you tell Frazier the good news about Eddie, the dog that you're bringing into his apartment? Um, and yeah. so like the audience, the ones who aren't in the know, like me and you, who haven't seen the whole series, every single episode before, they're no, like, no, no. who's Eddie? Not is this a, a human? Head. Yeah, they're like, is this is a human being. Yeah. Is it? Is Eddie like uh, is Eddie like a um an old uh old cop friend, ACAB? Is Eddie like an orangutan? We don't know what they went with with Eddie. Maybe a specter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a monkey ghost. butler situation. But mm -hmm. and so Frazier's like, no, not Eddie. I don't like Eddie. Eddie looks at me weird. All Eddie does is stare at me. Like I don't like Eddie. Cut to the next scene. Eddie's there. Eddie's a cute dog. Uh, and everybody loves Eddie. Um, Second pupper. Cla classic yeah, exactly. comedy. And um, sure enough, Michael, mm -hmm. guess what Eddie's guess what Eddie's doing uh, right off the bat? What's he doing? He's staring at Frazier. He's staring him dead in the eye. He's looking right at his fucking face. You think they like had to like you think they had to like lather up Kelsey with like like some gross meat juice or something like that that like yeah. the audience can't smell obviously because we're watching it through a TV but it just uh -huh. like reeked in there because th that's like this is like the first scene with Eddie so like this is like everybody's kind of feeling out what sort of actor he is 
Is mm-hmm. he like, you know, the wild card? Does he like to do a lot of improv? Um, does he, you know, always batten heads with the director, but you kind of can feel the energy in the room as a result of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I heard Eddie, Eddie Eddie's... rewrote a lot of his scenes. Like he, he was pitching a lot of stuff. <laughs> he was pitching a lot of stuff on the day. Which made like the writers like lives yeah. really hellish because then they were having to like retroactively like adjust oh the future episodes to like what Eddie was rewriting. But it's just kind of that thing where it's just like he's kind of like well, a power. Eddie... He's kind of a power in the room, and like you can't just you can't say no to Eddie. Well, in in like the early nineties is kind of when David Lynch was really taking off, and Eddie mm-hmm. was a huge David Lynch <laughs> fan, so he kept trying to be like. What if the apartment, there's, like, a big purple light coming through the window, and then there's, like, a man in the back, but we don't talk about the man, and the man's mouth slowly gets bigger until it completely encapsulates the room, and then mm. I and then I bark or something like that. And they're like, Eddie, we, we can't do this, and yeah, he and he's like storm out sometimes. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to bark four times, but you're going to play it in reverse. And, like, my character's oh, going backwards in time while everyone else is going forwards. Like, that's yeah. what Eddie picked. <laughs> Dude, remember yeah. when Eddie did the temporal pincer movement in episode <laughs> one? That was crazy. I like couldn't because I watched the episode backwards and it makes sense. Like Eddie's mm-hmm. first line when like he's like, I oh my god. Frazier's mm-hmm. like, Eddie always looks at me funny because Eddie's looking at him in reverse, dude. Oh, oh um, it's so it's right after show. right after we meet Eddie, we meet Daphne, who is the new type of the cast and i like daphne i thought daphne is a good character um although i don't quite buy i know that the actor who plays daphne is english but i don't really buy that she's supposed to be from manchester i don't think that she quite sounds like her accent is correct um but she's a funny character kind of like uh the wild card of the group you don't really know what daphne's gonna say and i think um, the jester Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think uh, they had picked that actress, actor to play Daphne, but they also picked Lisa Kudrow, Phoebe from Friends, to play Daphne. No but, way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what the um. That like would have been a lot. Yeah. Again, like the the writers or like the the creators were pitching like they wanted like, you know somebody from a different background but the the producers or the people who the executives were like here's a bunch of white people to choose from <laughs> um cut to the next day at work uh Frazier confides his troubles with Roz uh in turn she st- she tells him a hilarious story about Lupe uh Velez um really really funny bit mm-hmm. about this person um who has all these expectations about their death um and about their suicide and how it's going to come off and um gets diarrhea basically from eating enchiladas and then yeah I, I i like the part where like they where they got diarrhea and then they like yeah like they like i, I don't know how to put this delicately because i know we're you know dealing with a loss of mm-hmm. a life but mm-hmm. um Lupe, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> fell fell face first right in <laughs> right in the toilet and died from drowning yeah. mm-hmm. into the toilet into the toilet water. So, um, here 
here's something a little bit behind the curtain for the listeners and for you, Simon. I'm currently... I love looking back there. I'm currently staring at the uh, Wikipedia page for this episode of Frasier, episode one, season one. And it's called The Good Son. It's called the the episode. So I'm looking at it. And you know how, like, on Wikipedia, some things will be highlighted and you can click on them and they open up their own page? Yeah, like little links. Exactly. Yeah, so, like, you're reading and it's like, um, Niles. You can click on Niles and it's going to go to its own page about Niles. Um, so in this paragraph here, where it's talking about the um, this scene, the Lupe uh, Valise name is highlighted. Should I click on it? Oh, I wonder what it links to. Yeah, do you mind uh, clicking on it real quick for me? Uh, this is a real person. Lupe Valise. Was a Mexican actress, dancer, What's this and singer HTML during, you're looking on right now? during the golden age of Hollywood films. All right. Um, do you mind scrolling down? Um, usually on the Wikipedia page, they have like early life, career. Sometimes if they mm-hmm. went to college, mm-hmm. went to education. Do you mind scrolling to the very end? They usually have a little death section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Death on the evening of December thirteenth, nineteen forty-four. Velez dined with her two friends, the silent film star Estelle Taylor and Vanita Otike. Uh, in the early morning hours of December 14th, um, Velez retired to her bedroom where she consumed 75 uh, secondal pills in a glass of brandy. Her secretary, Buell Kindle, Kinder, found the actress' body on her bed later that morning. A suicide note addressed to Harold Raymond was found nearby. It read, To Harold, may God forgive you and forgive me too, but I prefer to take my life away and our babies before I bring him in with shame or killing him. Holy shit. On the back end of the note, Velez wrote, How could you, Harold, fake such a great love for me and our baby when all the time you didn't want us? I see no other way out for me, so goodbye and good luck to you. Love, Lupe. Dude. Why didn't Roz tell this story? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so they just lied in the um in Frasier? Lupe uh, didn't drown in a toilet? I'm so confused. <laughs> Why? Weird. <laughs> My question is if they were gonna make up if Roz was gonna make up a story about um about Lupe's death. Uh, why didn't they just choose a random name? Why did they choose like a real person who really committed suicide in such a tragic way? I don't know. I mean, it's June 21st, 2021. We're still talking about loot. Hey, holy shit, bro. Wait, like, you know, the whole point of this story, like, because like freight, like, so Roz told, told the pee pee poo poo story. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, Frazier was like, why the heck did you tell me that Roz? Like, this has nothing to do with anything. And they're like, and and she's like, uh, um, Lupe, like she just wanted to be remembered. So like, mm-hmm. even though sometimes things don't go in according to plan, um, like they they can still like they can still be achieved. Like goals can still be achieved. So like you know this go, hey, what are we talking about right now? Mm-hmm. We're talking about Lupe Velez's death in twenty twenty one. Was yeah. that not the fucking punchline of? Um, the beautifully cast Roz 
um, her little uh, anecdote that she told Fraser Crane uh, towards the end of this episode. I mean, if you think about it, Simon, that's the prestige, baby. That's the prestige, baby! We got him! <laughs> Bringing it back to our main man, Chris. <laughs> to our main man, Chris. Chris the prestige. Okay, um, I want to watch the prestige. Wait, wasn't Hugh Jackman the prestige? Huge Jackman? That's a different yeah, show. Yeah, Huge Jacked Man. <laughs> no, it's fucking not. Hugh Jackman's the prestige. Who, who the I know, fuck do you I think know. is the prestige? Uh, Christian Bale. Huge Jack. <laughs> Huge oh, Jacked Man. was he? Wait. Wait, was that the prestige? That was the prestige the whole time. Um, <laughs> the This episode ends with Martin uh, calling into Fraser's show to pretend to be a caller, but to secretly tell Frazier that he's sorry and he, uh, tell him thank you for bringing him in. So, um, again, uh, masculinity keeps people from actually truly connecting and talking in real life. We have to we have to be fake with a uh, yeah a facade of being strong on on public radio. Of yeah. all places. Keep your masculinity out of public radio of all places, Martin Crane. Uh, For so, sake. Simon, what did you think about this episode? Um, I thought, okay. Fucking, our main criticism of Char's counterattack is that they tried to put too much information in too short of a time. This yeah. episode has shown that it is possible to put a shit ton of information, exposition, character backstory a lot of stuff you know that like has already happened into mm -hmm. how long was this episode 25 minutes or so yeah they every single word in this show was intentional and it was really a beaut to watch um yeah. it's really too bad that it's just a ton of caucasian people but i mean it's 1993 so i mean that's not an excuse whatsoever and Kelsey Grammer is a piece of shit is the main thing that I took away from this show. Yeah. But I thought that I actually like for a first episode of TV, like you can decide really quickly if this is kind of a rabbit hole that you want to dive into, because like having seen the brunt majority of uh, Frazier's discography, um, every single episode and season is tonally, uh, you know, kind of stems from this episode mm -hmm. with just, you know, Trouble with dad, trouble with Niles, trouble at work, trouble at the coffee shop, trouble with yeah. dog. But... I mean, honestly, like, I think this might be one of the best sitcom pilots or first episodes that I've ever seen. Like, because I feel like a lot of times you watch the first shit. episode, you watch the first episode of a show and it's like you see kind of the bones of what they're going for, but it's not fully formed. I feel like the way that they talk yeah. and the, the quickness of everything was like fully formed, a fully fledged idea. Maybe that stems from it being like kind of a spinoff. But like, I think if you compare this to like Friends yeah. or Seinfeld or, you know, any other sitcom of the time or like in that period of just like the, the golden age of sitcoms, then I think that Frasier kind of stand out as far as a pilot goes for just like how comfortable it is. But... Well, that's the thing about Frasier. Like, the way that I watched Frasier mm -hmm. is, like, during college, I went through, like, a wildly depressive state, like, my mm -hmm. junior year. 
And, like, me and all of my roommates, like, they were all kind of going through, like, a similar time in their life. And we would just watch Frasier nonstop on loop at the end of the day. Like, stone cold sober. Just, like, we need something to shut our fucking brain off. And, like, a lot of things can do that for you. But Frasier is, like, this episode doesn't draw you in. It's almost like a fucking Truman show of just you're watching these people live their you know, perfect lives, and I don't know, you're just kind of, you're, you're not waiting for any, like, they didn't introduce any subplots that you're looking forward to being wrapped up, for example, like, yeah, in the, like, I, I mean, I'm contrasting, like, I, like, Lost was another pilot that I really remember, like, really vividly, me too, because, like, I, I think that is, like, like, frequently regarded as, like, one of the best pilots, too, but you're not wrong, the way that, like, Lost, yeah, the way that, like, Lost brings, like, brings the viewer in is, like, I'm gonna, like, show you, like, there's a roar coming from the woods, like, there's all this, it's, like, you're wanting those loose ends to be tied up, and I don't know, it's kind of just, like, crazy, because it's the same medium, you know, Gundam Mm -hmm. 2 is just, like, it draws you in by setting this huge, um it gives you the charcuterie board of like you know there's a war going on and like there's interpersonal relationships and there's all this stuff but it's wanting you to tie in those like you're watching it because you're like okay the loose ends will be tied up i could have just like this could have been a standalone fucking just like one off <laughs> just like this is a weird youtube 20 minute video it's just called the fraser i dug it up out of the fucking time capsule from 1993 on a floppy disk Kelsey just gave me this TV pilot and it's like, it's, it's a self-sustaining ecosystem in every single episode is like that. You're right. I mean, there's like definitely like constant, there's like some holdover plot, but it is kind of beautiful how self-contained it is sometimes. I mean, this episode in particular, the way that they set it up and finish it is just like really satisfying and really smooth. Um, I have to say that when I finished it, I uh, I had a little bit yeah. of time before we were recording, and I thought about just throwing on episode two, just keeping the party rolling. Um, oh. but, but I didn't. You see, cause... that's where you and I differ. I immediately was so glad that I didn't have to watch any more of this show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, the relationship that I have with this show is like it served its time and place, and like watching yeah. this was like kind of like fun to flip through the memory books. But I have no intention of watching another second of Kelsey complaining about opera. I think it one thing that's interesting about you saying that you watched it when you were like in a really depressed state is like I I think it's really interesting because I had a very similar experience like I watched Frasier coming out of high school for like a lot of reasons like firstly I was like really ready to leave my hometown uh, and Seattle seems so far away and Mm -hmm. I was a psychology major big city baby so it's like a sitcom with some psychology (laughs) even though there's like it really has nothing to do with psychology um and then also oh. like I, I think that was probably like a really tough time for me but for some reason i was like this show is like really satisfying to watch when you're sad for some reason and i think that the undertone of sadness from all of the people there was and, like, like a joke that we used to do and you should do this at like parties but like if you want to figure out if somebody is depressed or not you ask if they've seen Frasier like it's like <laughs> it's like not all depressed people have watched Frasier but everyone who's watched Frasier sure is, is depressed. depressed you know like, it, it, yeah. it, it's a square if you're like, a rectangle situation yeah if you're like our age 
like and and you weren't like exactly. really around for it coming out yeah because like <laughs> that's the thing about it there's is really it's... no reason to watch <laughs> no, exactly there's so much good tv why are you watching frasier <laughs> but like there's like there's like so much sadness in the show it's like funny it's a funny show but like all of the characters have an undertone of sadness which like adds something to it i guess it's like a little bit more real for a sitcom yeah like daphne's running away from something frazier's unhappy with his life niles is unhappy with his marriage the dad is on it like they all like all of their problems stem from them being unhappy with parts Mm -hmm. of their life and that's like where a lot of depression comes from it's like if you're unhappy with a part of your life that can be extremely claustrophobic roz is just like and that's why i think we love roz so much because roz is like definitely goes through like these unhappinesses or like you know there's a lot of things like troubling roz like i know roz has a lot of worry later on with like becoming a mother and like all of these things um but like right off the bat Roz is just like very like that coworker that you just that just like seems fine like that's just yeah. like you're like you're good to go I can talk with you we have things in common you're just like a normal person and that's why mm-hmm. she stands so like stands out so much going or in the beginning of it but totally it's a really good point um but yeah I love this fucking show dude, uh, dude yeah Eddie is so depressed <laughs> um so this brings me to i think our final question uh which show has a better first episode frazier or gundam what gundam 79 the original the very first episode of gundam oh okay actually i remember that one pretty vividly damn b that's good wait that's a really good question wait you should play the burning question (laughs) (laughs) um I don't, it's like, it's like trying to, it doesn't, I think objectively, like, I'm not, like, I I hate answering questions with being like, oh, it depends. No, fuck that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you an answer. Frazier Mm -hmm. had a better first episode than Gundam. Yeah, 100%. It's like watching, it's like watching, it's like fucking watching the NBA All-Star team just like scoring slam dunks (laughs) over and over and over again. Everything about this episode is tuned to perfection, like an athlete performing at the peak of their game. Yeah, no, that's what like, like Frasier represents Frasier. The first episode of Frasier represents Frasier really well, whereas the first episode of Gundam does not represent Gundam very well. And that's why like I love Gundam more than Frasier by like by far. But like you know what Frasier exactly. is? Get going like getting Frasier or like watching Frasier is like going to Taco Bell. Like, you know what's going to be satisfying. You get the Baja Blast. You get, You know what you're in for. Yeah, you get whatever you get, and, like, it's good. But, like, watching Gundam is, like, going to, like, a new, like, food truck. Or, you know, like, a new restaurant that you've never been to. And you're not sure what Gundam you're going to get. You you don't know if you're going to get Char's Counter Deck. You'll, like, find something you like in it. Exactly. But, like, there's a chance you're going to get the Mm -hmm. best queso you've ever had. Or there's a chance you're going to get, like a really shitty burrito with like wet lettuce you don't know but like the highs are better it's gonna make you like it's gonna like make you like poop or something yeah (laughs) dude i uh... hate i hate it when food (laughs) makes me poop dude so dude i i had i had the best (laughs) meal the other night but dude it made me poop 
it, yeah, like, and that, that's like a funny thing about Simon for the listeners is every time we go to a restaurant, he always reviews it later on Yelp. And he's just like, eh, you know what? The food was good, but it made me poop. Zero stars. So, dude, and same thing. I fucking went to a bar the other night. Actually, for the viewers, I didn't go to a bar. <laughs> I was drinking alone in my house and I had to piss. Like, fuck that. Like, yeah. what was in it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's bad. I mean, like, you should know. Like, like am I just you... drinking the wrong drinks and eating the wrong food? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know. It's I think weird. You should just, I think you should just give it up altogether. Give it up? Um... <laughs> 2021 no more pissing and shitting i've given that up for lent i'm giving that yo what's lent isn't it funny this uh, year i'm giving up isn't it funny it's called lent because that shit's like in your belly button or like in the dryer like underneath the bed that's lint dude (laughs) fuck you no it's like you lent jesus one of your vices and he holds on to it and that's like, like a really fun time for Jesus. Like he's just eating candy, yeah, drinking yeah. beer, getting high. Well, that's the thing. It's like you're giving up alcohol, <laughs> but bras. you're giving it to Jesus. So like he's getting <laughs> fucked up. Like, and he's like he's carrying the weight of all Catholics, all of their vices. Like he's having fucking like he's doing butt stuff while like pounding cocaine every night of Lent and he's like that's why he's so bummed when it's over that's why like when it's over he goes back up to heaven because he's like I came Wait. down to earth <laughs> Simon, did all think... their vices Simon, do you think someone's ever given up cocaine for Lent <laughs> what's the most depraved thing somebody's given up for Lent up... like because you have to be so given depraved but also so religious <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, that's what uh, like, me and my sister used to do for Lent, like, as kids. Like, we used to do, my mom's like, what are you giving up for Lent? And we're like, oh, we're giving up heroin. Me and Amelia are giving up heroin. Like, like uh, all of Lent, you... not doing it one time, Mom, I promise. Like, hey, uh, Jeff, what are you giving up for Lent? Uh, human trafficking. I'm giving up human trafficking for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh sorry, up? I meant chocolate. Um, I meant chocolate. Embezzlement. I meant ch- <laughs> I'm giving up I'm giving up scamming old people for Lent. Like <laughs> Oh, that's really big. That's really big, dude. Yeah. Getting getting closer to the big man upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh I'm, I can't wait for I'm Lent giving... because the I'm giving up driving really close to cyclists and yelling at them through the window. In my F-250. Yeah, I'm not drunk driving for the whole month of Lent, dude. It's gonna be... It's... What? Wait, what? I'm giving up pissing in a public pool for Lent. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm giving up throwing rocks at trains for Lent. Dude, I can't wait for Lent because then the burning question is gonna be, what are you giving up for Lent? Mm-hmm. I have no idea when Lint is. It's like in April sometime. Shit, we gotta wait. Oh wait, I think it already passed. Year. Yeah, we fucked oh. up. Sorry if I'm acting different, it's just Lent and all. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I haven't been able to crank one out in a fucking year because I forgot that Lent ended, so now I have to wait till the fucking start of next one. Yeah, that's what they don't tell you about Lent, is that on the first day that Lent's over, you have to do whatever you gave up, like, a lot to make up for the month, and then you can keep doing it. If you forget to do it as soon as it ends, then you have to go a whole nother year. Dude, it's like when you forget to clock out at work. Like, I'm not going yeah. back to work, you know? Like, no. I'm just going to, like, I'll text my manager the next time I clock in, but the next time I clock in isn't until fucking next... Wait, that's fucked up. Wait, okay. Yeah. By this logic, okay, uh-huh. we're, I, I love I love simile. Okay, so, like, your manager is God, okay? So you forgot to clock out, so you forgot to stop being good, okay? So, like, yeah. I forgot that i could stop or that i could start cranking one out like i i i could have cranked it out for the entire year of 2020 so then 2021 rolls around lent rolls around and now i can and now i'm telling god to fix the hours on the previous year so what does that look like (laughs) and here's another wrinkle to that here's another what about no nut november like what are the rules of that if you've already given it up for Lent, which has carried over because you forgot to crank one out? Oh, like, you can like, kind of pay it forward. Yeah, by that yeah. logic, is it is it always not November? Or, I, I mean... Well, <sighs> why... Okay, why are we calling other months, like, it's a nut June right now? Like, it, it's it's no, nut August. Yeah. It's rolling up to I... big come September. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to contact my priest, my local priest, and get him on the pod so we can ask these important uh, questions. Yeah. Oh, shit. We should have a pastor on the pod. Yeah. I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah. Maybe just, cl- you know, like sometimes if like something's really unholy, you can get a pastor to just kind of like command the all of it and then you're good to go. <laughs> That's why I love going to church because I can just sin like a motherfucker mm-hmm. and then I'm like, it just commands the, commands the, commands the. Oops, oops, exit out of the file. Oops, I forgot to save. That's okay. That's okay. Erase those edits. It's okay. That's like where the the logic of religion really goes wrong. I mean, not to get into this too much on the Frasier episode, but like by the logic of Christianity, you can know, you can be cognizant of the fact that God exists and that like you're doing the wrong things. Yes. But you can keep doing the wrong things as much as you want up until the point yes. where you're going to die. Yeah, you have to say you're and sorry. As, yeah, as long as you say sorry, like, in the split oh! seconds before your death. But that's important. Because no matter what, you're going to get forgiveness in that's the like, eyes of Christianity. Like, dude, bro, that's why old people go to church so much. They're, like, studying for the big test. You know, they're cramming before the exam. Do you think if, uh, but... when you when you get older, do you think you'll have, like, a last minute, like, I should go to church just in case? Like, real shit? Yeah, because, like, honestly, like, every once in a while... I, I probably like, I, will, yeah. Yeah, because every once in a while I'm like, just in case, like, I really don't want to go to hell. Dude, sometimes it's, like, fun to go to church. You just, like, meditate for a little bit. If you just, like, completely separate yourself from every single other person in that room, because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, church people are the fucking worst. I, like... Oh, my God. I grew up going to church, and now yeah, I... Me too. um. I'm strictly a sinner, but, like, it's kind of yeah. nice to just, like, be in a room where, like, some old man is chanting gibberish, and you can just, like, close your eyes in an air-conditioned place for a minute. Like, it's hot as balls in my apartment right now. I kind of wish I was in church right now. 
Dude, the Wi-Fi at church, it's like 128 kilobytes per second, man. It's crazy. Dude, the sound system at my church was so good. Um, yeah, the, fuck yeah. Dude, that's always like the first thing they spend their non-taxable income on is like a baller sound system. Dude, they got that state god money. They fucking got yeah. like, like Bose like every every single person that walks in it's a wireless headset it's crazy well yeah well like um my church growing up was like uh one of those cool churches where like they have like a rock band you know like we're like a cool church uh, but my church uh, really became one of those big ones where like because we were so cool everybody started leaving their like baptist churches and started coming to ours and then uh, like we got so big like that church yeah well we like bought an old walmart and we like moved our church into an old Walmart. Um, <laughs> and it was kind of fun because the thing about a church is it's like when you're a teenager, a church is like, yeah, come hang out of the church because it's better than being out on the streets. So like me and my friends would go to our like go to the church yeah. and we could just have like free reign on like this whole building because like and we could just do whatever the fuck we this wanted because they were compound. like, yeah, so we would have like that Nerf, would be like a like, sick Nerf place to have, like an airsoft battle. Yeah, it's what, yeah, yeah, we would have Nerf oh, Gun Wars. Fuck. We would, because uh, it had like a big screen the and a baller sound system. The confessional. Well, like, uh, oh, fuck. we would watch like movies on the big screen because it's basically like a movie theater. Uh, so we watched like District 9. Uh, I actually remember watching <laughs> that with Christian and Alex. So we had such a good time. <laughs> like, it was so loud because we could be Dude, as loud District as we wanted. District 9 is kind, of, is kind of a very holy movie. It is, yeah. And like, I don't know. It's a good time. Anyway. Yeah. Well, go to church. This is a Christian podcast. We've said it before. We're fucking nailing this home. We write this shit off mm -hmm. every single yep. year because it is mm -hmm. a Christian podcast. Yep. Your tax dollars are going nowhere. What? Straight that makes sense. And your tax dollars are going nowhere, dude. They're just disappearing. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was Frasier, I Hardly Know Her, the um, book club style podcast where we tackle Frasier and Eddie, and we talk about Eddie's political beliefs, and um, we also get into God as well. Uh, I'd like to say a big thank you to uh, Kelsey Grammer, to Eddie, to Niles, and to Maris, the character, not the human, because there's no Maris, and Roz. Um, I'd like to thank Simon for being here today, and I would like to thank... Um, thank you. Kelsey Grammer, Kelsey Grammer again. For Get on singing. the pod, bro. We know Get you like pod. Gundam. Yeah. Like, hey, what if Michael, he, what do if you mind if we sign this one out a little bit different? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know that game that I play sometimes when we're in the car together and I like turn on like um like like tonight's gonna be a good night. I mm -hmm. got a feeling by the black eyed peas and I'm just like seeing this as good as you can. Yeah, like full blast, like full um Yeah. No like no no, no like gun to your head like American Idol audition. Mm -hmm. Like 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 unironically like church band, like you're really feeling it. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if we do that just like boneless with the Frasier theme?
Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But, but I, I got, got you pegged. <laughs> but, but I don't know what to do, do with those salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What's a boy to do? Good night, everyone.